Only thing I'm plugging is Forgotten Seasons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Forgotten Seasons. This is your host, Dylan Dreyfus. Today, we're doing a championship season, 1994 Rockets, with their starting two-man, the infamous Mad Max, Vernon Maxwell. The Rockets started off the season a blistering 15-0, which at the time was an NBA record. They finished the season 58-24, two-seed in the West. Of course, the nucleus of that success is Hakeem. Just ridiculous, wins his first and only MVP, wins Defensive Player of the Year for the second straight season. His stat line, a casual 27 points per game, 12 rebounds a game, 3.7 blocks, 1.6 steals, and 3.6 assists. Nobody else in history has put up those numbers. That's just Hakeem for you. There's really not much else to say. Supporting cast around Hakeem, Kenny Smith at the 1, Vern at the 2, Robert Ori at the 3, and Otis Thorpe at the 4. Rookie Sam Cassell and Mario Ellie providing a spark off the bench. Playoffs, they get past Portland in round 1 and 4. Round 2 against Phoenix, the defending Western Conference champs, Charles Barkley. Houston goes down 2-0 at home in that series, but miraculously comes back to win that series in 7. Max scores a pivotal 34 points in Game 3. Western Conference Finals, they beat Utah in 5. And then the Finals, they got the gritty, tough, physical Knicks. Houston ends up winning that one in 7. 93-94 is the first Jordanless year of the 90s. Mike announces his retirement right before the season, sending the sports world into a frenzy. You'll hear Mad Max say what that was like, and also his thoughts on how the Rockets would have matched up against the Bulls in the finals. I think you can guess what Max is thinking. Reminder to drop a rating and a review on the podcast. We are going to jump into it now. Forgotten Seasons with Vernon Maxwell on the 1994 championship winning Houston Rockets begins right now. Mad Max, Vernon Maxwell. How you doing today, man? Hey, man, I'm blessed, man. Thanks a lot, man. I'm just I'm blessed. Man. So we're getting into it. 94 Houston Rockets. Uh, I hate to start with Michael Jordan, but if we're going back to that time, 93, 94, the headline of the basketball world and really the sports world as we lead into this season is Michael Jordan announcing his retirement from the game, fresh off a three-peat. You know, you and Jordan always had an interesting relationship, fierce competitors. Do you remember where you were when you heard that news and what your initial reactions were? I don't know. I think I maybe probably was in a bar or something. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know I think it was somewhere like that but um yeah it was weird and I mean I didn't believe it I didn't think it was gonna happen but you know I thought it was hope but, but um and it did happen but um yeah but uh it was it was just yeah I was in a bar somewhere and I thought it was weird that he was retiring I didn't understand why I I I I, I don't know if he was tired I, I didn't know what his reasoning I don't know what that was. It was just weird. Mm. So sort of going into the brief oral history of the Rockets leading up to this season, you joined the team in 89-90, and there's some consecutive years where you guys fall short. 89-90, first round exit to the Lakers. 90-91, another first round exit to the Lakers. 91-92, you missed the playoffs. And around this time, you know, the star of the team, Hakeem, starts to butt heads a little bit with the front office. Some weird reports going around, allegations from the front office to Hakeem that he was faking an injury, trying to renegotiate his contract. 
what do you remember from your first three, four years in Houston? Was there any frustration growing within the locker room as you guys sort of kept falling short with, with a solid team? Well, like you said, man, 89, I mean, the Lakers, yeah. Matty Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy. I mean, come on now. They, they had a smoker. We just fell in the wrong spot, mm-hmm. you know, that year, you know, uh, and the next year, once again, fell in the wrong spot again against the Lakers again. So uh, we got some bad draws. Of, of, you know, I guess we didn't play. And then we figured it out, though. I guess we, we wasn't playing like we should have been playing. So we fell like the eighth or seventh or something like that. And, and we had to play one of the better teams in the conference. And, and we knew we wasn't going to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. So... But then we learned and we built and and they kept the, the core of our team together. Mm-hmm. And and then they brought, you know, Rob and Sam and Mario and you know and all those guys like that in there um to the team and and then and they kept the core though, Mean Dream, Otis Thorpe, you know, and Kenny Smith had came on, you know, so and then so we 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 kind of learned and we built from all those losses when we and then we kind of knew what we had to do, like in 94, we knew what we had to do going into it because we already done had all these heartaches, like the two the two seasons we lost to the Lakers in the first round, and then the one year we came back and didn't even make it, and then the next year we knew we knew what we had to do, so that's why we started out so good. I think we went twenty two and one twenty. Um, yep. one of those 20, 22 and one yeah so and we knew what we had to do so in order for us to get one of those top seeds and, and what we can have home court advantage all the way through and so we had learned through all those mistakes that we had made from those early years and we kept the core together and then we just built from that and got good but unfortunately we had got some real good ball players Robert Ori mm-hmm. Sam Cassell and, and Mario and and other guys too, you know. I I I'm, I hope I didn't forget, but yeah, a lot of other guys too. So, but then and and then and we got a good seed, and then we got home court advantage. And but they said it wasn't no good. Our championships ain't no good because damn Mike wasn't there. So, but I that's a whole another story. <laughs> Shit. That's a that's a whole another story. Sort of talking yeah. about the construction of the team. You mentioned a lot yeah. of the, the the main guys. It's you, Kenny, Hakeem, Ori, Otis Thorpe, Mario Eli. Uh, Rudy T at the helm for younger fans, fans that, that weren't there at that time, how would you describe your brand of basketball? What did the leaders of the team preach? What did, what did coach T preach? How did you guys try and approach your games, your matchups every night? Well, Rudy T just, you know, all he, we just, we never tried to deviate from what we were doing. You know, we don't adjust to nobody. Y'all gonna adjust to us, to what mm-hmm. we're doing. That's what we that's the way he coached. And and that's why I liked it. I mean, because we already we knew what we was going and we knew what we was going in to do uh, when we were going to play. We it, it was no different adjustments for nobody. I don't care who he is, Michael Jordan, I don't care Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Magic John. We 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 was gonna go out and play the same way we played everybody. So everybody knew their assignments and it was simple that way. And then and then he gave you so much freedom, Rudy. You know, whoever gets hot, you know, I'm, we all know we're going down the stream. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna milk it. We're gonna milk stream. We're gonna milk him. We're gonna, 
man, huh? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to stop him. But then once you do stop him and you got to send a man to double, then we got three guys out there just waiting to knock your damn head off. I mean, ready to just knock your damn head off. I mean, some first shooters was out there. I wasn't a damn first shooter, but I know the other motherfuckers around me. They were some damn first shooters. I was just a motherfucker. Just, just, I was just, I, I wheeled the damn ball in the back. I don't know. Hey, you're, I, so, you're, you're, you're selling your short, you're selling yourself a little bit short. <laughs> yeah, but I could shoot it, man. Now I could shoot it, but we were just way we couldn't, we, we, we just, was relishing just for a motherfucker to go down there and double team dream where we can just knock your goddamn head off. So that's what we were. So, but we had, we, I mean, we, 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 we figured out, we figured it out, man, but that's what we were trying to do. Hmm. Yeah. You guys finished first in, in three point makes and attempts. Is that all just the, the effect of the gravity of Hakeem in the poster? Are you guys is, is Rudy T sort of preaching shoot the ball from deep during a time where there weren't many teams willingly jacking up threes. Well, that's what we were built on. You know, we were inside out first, you know, I mean, we're going to go inside the dream. Like I said, and we just make an adjust. We just make the adjustments. You double dream. And once we got dream willingly wanting to pass out the double team, instead of shoot over the double team and stuff like that, that's when we became a better team. You know, when mm-hmm. he when he started doing that, but uh, but and eventually he finally started doing it, and and we became a better team out because of the fact that he was throwing it out of double teams, and and it was making the game easier for us, and we just find an open guy in the perimeter, making an extra pass or whatever, do whatever it takes and whatever it may be, and we a lot of open threes, man. I mean, I was taking them. I think I I don't know. I was a one time. Like two, I think I was having like 10, 11, 12 threes a game. I don't know. I was just jacking. That's why I was just jacking. It's fun. It must be fun. Yeah, man. He preached it, though. He wanted it. I mean, you know, to keep him off the dream, he wanted us to take all those threes. So I was taking Mm -hmm. a bunch of them. What was it about Rudy T that that made him such an enjoyable coach to play under? I mean, hear yourself talk highly of him. Talk to Steve Francis, another guy that played under him. Uh, What about Rudy T, you know, made him such a player's coach? Man, like I said, man, I don't, I don't care um, what day or what night it is. If it's your day or it's your night and you on, you hot, Dream when I step to the side, he's going to let you go. Rudy T is a player's coach, man. I mean, the coolest dude, man. One of the, besides my high school coach, Rick Swain, um, Rudy T is one of the, the best coaches probably I ever played for in my life. I mean, I, and that's crazy to say because I was my NBA coach, you know what I mean? And, um, man, I mean, cool as a fan, man. I mean, let you be yourself. He just wants you to go out and compete and play hard. And if you do that, and you don't have, you don't have a problem. I mean, he won't say shit to you. I don't give a damn what you do off the floor, on the floor. He ain't going to say, just as long as you're playing hard and trying to do it the way he asking you to do it. He's he gonna let you be yourself, man. That's that's the thing. What I what I know that's what Stevie France say about him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Latino Mobley will say the same thing about him. Everybody, man, say about Rudy. Mario, Sam, all of us, man. Kenny, he just just let you play and let you be yourself. Oh, that's great. Uh, shifting shifting right back to Hakeem. This is his first and only MVP season. I think when you you go back to the books, I don't think there's a player 
maybe since Wilt and the players that played in the Stone Ages that that could fill the stat sheet like Akeem. I know that it's been, you know, 30 or so years since you played with him and maybe memories fade, but is there one instance game memory performance from Hakeem that sticks out to you? Just, I mean, the game when we played against San Antonio uh, in that playoff game, we had David Robinson. When he seen David Robinson get that championship, uh, that uh, MVP trophy after the year, after the year he had just got it. And, and he just went crazy. I mean, that's when we went in there and, and we beat them, uh, the Spurs. And that was unbelievable. That performance he put on David Robinson in there, man. I mean, he had that boy jumping up and down like he was in the popcorn. <laughs> that was crazy as hell what he was doing to him. That, that, all the up and unders and all that shit. Some shit he had, I had never really seen, you know. But I mean, he was really in a, he was in a different mode that damn. They shouldn't have let that man got that damn trophy before that game. Because he ate his ass up. That's the one I'm talking about. I remember that one. The most. No, there. It, I love it. You said popcorn machine. I mean, those highlights yeah. you go back today, and shit. it was like <laughs> shit. Barbecue chicken. That's what we. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's back there jumping. He's just jumping everywhere, and Dream was just hot, up and unders and shit. I'm like, whoa, man, God damn, Dream, chill, man, chill. What was your What was your relationship like with Dream? Because I I know that you, know, you guys had a great relationship, but. It also got got heated sometimes. I heard the story where he slapped you upside the head one time in the locker yeah. room. Well, you know, I think we we obviously see the highlights of Dream and know the player that he is, but he's not the guy that's stuck around in the limelight. I don't think people really know too much about, you know, Hakeem, the person outside of the basketball floor. Yeah, he ain't going to let you into his, like, his, and his thanks uh, where when he's off the court, you know, things mm-hmm. gonna, he's going to just play and then he's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna see him until he comes back to the gym. He's not. You ain't gonna see nothing else, you know. But um, great relationship. I mean, had our differences. Uh, I mean, you know, of course, you know, I'm, you know, do some crazy shit, and, you know, and the teammates gonna be, you know, telling me, "Come on, Max, come on back home now." Goddamn, now this ain't just about you. It's about the name on the front, not the back of the damn jersey. So come on back home. You know, so, uh, but um, other than that, but me and Dream, we were cool, man. Um, I was, I mean, tried to convert me over to be Muslim. Um, that didn't work? Uh, nah, I, I thought about it real seriously, though, because I felt like it was probably could have helped me with my, I mean, they said it calms you and 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 get my demeanor and, and you know, I mean, so it probably would have helped me. I mean, and I probably wouldn't have, I stayed out a lot of shit like I was in all the time. So yeah. I, I probably should have took a chance and looked at it, but I, but I, I didn't. But um, other than that, but he was a cool guy. I mean, you had to know him to love him, you know what I mean? Because if you didn't, you, you'd think he was kind of different because he won't say nothing to nobody. He's just totally to himself. And, but a real cool guy, man. I, I, I love Dream Man. I like a big older brother to me, man. I mean, I mean if it wasn't for Dream, I don't think a lot of things that's happening for me right now today and while I was playing wouldn't be happening. So I'm, I'm appreciative of you know what I mean? Shout out to Hakeem. Shout out to Hakeem for real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Zooming out, looking at the, the shooting guard position, obviously Jordan is gone. That's probably the matchup that you, you looked forward to and sort of circled every year going up against Mike. When he was out of the league, who were the other guys on the wing that, you know, that you just enjoyed competing against? Yes, 
There's some killers out there, man. Like shit, John Starks, uh, shit, uh, Mitch Richmond, shit, Drazen uh, Petrovich, God bless you. Um, God bless him. Uh, Reggie Miller. Oh uh, man, God damn. I mean, I just, oh man, I'm, I'm missing, I miss the guys, man. I mean, I mean, shit, uh, shit, Freewell, um, C. Smith, man. I'm just, just good God, man. I mean, Every night at the shooting guard position when I was playing the league, man, it was not no nights off, man. I mean, literally, it was not no nights off, man. I had to strap up every night at the shooting guard position. And then you got to understand, I'm 6'4", too, now. Mm-hmm. And I was like 100 and shit, probably 190 pounds. And he's in. I was on these Reggie Millers and all these boys, Michael Jordan, they four six seven, six six, and they, well, Reggie, not, but... He's got 218 pounds and, you know, and 215, 213. I'm 196.4 more. I mean, so I had to be a little different out there playing at the two-guard position when I played, man. That's why I was, you know, I had to play the way I played. Because if I wouldn't have, man, I, I would have got abused. If you could pick one, two, or three man from that era, omitting Jordan, that you could have played with, who would it have been? Run Tim, I, I like I like the way Run Tim Steve was playing. I said mm. I like that. Um, Get Mullen, um, Mullen or Mitch yeah, Richmond uh, in there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, with, with Hardaway. Mm. And um, 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 who else? Um, you say well, that might. Um, and then, you know what? This is this probably funny, but. With John Stockton and all me oh. calling them. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, I was I, 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 I was gonna I wait until we got to Utah. Yeah, you, with Big Mark just... Eaton and them motherfuckers and shit. Yeah, mm. yeah. Carl Malone. Yeah, that's yeah. I was yeah. I enjoyed that shit. Yeah, that right there. And um, I know that's weird. Um, and and then you know they brought Miami um, Heat team back in the late eighties. So. I'd have loved to play in Miami shit, you know, goddamn. I'd have loved to do that. So just play with the Miami organization just because I'd have been living in Miami. So you gotta yeah. wake up to that shit every day. Shit, who wouldn't buy that shit? You gotta wake up to that shit. No, no income tax. Oh, Come on, man. No income tax. No, man. Just, oh, man. What the hell? Let me drink a drink of wine. That shit. <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, so going into the season, I mean, you, you hit on it quickly. You guys start 15 and 0 that broke the record. I think it was like 1948. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you remember just from that start to the season? You're buzzing and you're just not losing games. Well, we could tell during the, during the training camp, when we went down to this little small ass gym that Rudy teaches to take us down in Galveston, Texas, out there on the mm-hmm. water, on the beach in Galveston. He used to take us to this little small ass little gym. It's hot as hell, like a damn heat box. Mm-hmm. And um, we, 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 like I told you, we, we never deviate. We never like change at what we're doing. I mean, we do the same shit year in and year out. We, so we knew already what we were going to do in training camp. We all, like I told you, we had already been together. The core was there and it brought those younger guys in, Sam. Mario and I'm uh, not Mario. He wasn't uh, Sam and, and Rob and then Mario and all those guys. So we already knew what we we've been doing this shit so long. We had been together for like five years, man. 
people just don't understand that how long the core had been together. So, and then we added those guys and then, and then we had a great training camp down there in the hot ass little gym. I mean, a great training camp. And then we just came out just beating everybody ass, man. I mean, I mean, but we, we was like a well-oiled machine early. We were playing like we was a mid-season form. I mean, I mean, we had been together so long. We already knew what everybody wanted to do, everybody liked to do, what motherfuckers don't like to do, motherfuckers. So we already knew, you know, so, and we know to put your ass at when we, 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 I mean, it was just, it was, it was so easy. And then, it, I mean, it, I, I, I I couldn't, I didn't believe it that we was winning all over. But I was like, well, damn, now we finna lose one of these motherfuckers. God damn. I mean, we just kept winning and winning. And when we went to New York, they was talking shit in New York. You know, talking about, you know, um, they're not gonna win up here. So we went up there and smacked their ass up in New York. You know, and that, that's when I know, I said, damn, man, we for real. We went up in there and did that. I said, because everybody was anticipating that game. That was gonna be a loss for us. And, but yeah, I knew it was going to be a game that we that we that we lost to a team that we lost to was, you know, and those damn Atlanta Hawks and shit. You know, we have, you know, Atlanta, like, you get caught up down there, but we know we spotted like motherfucker. Was in them streets in Atlanta night before. Yeah, was, 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 was Magic City around back then? Yeah, come on, man. You know that, man. Magic, and that's my man. Magic City was around. Yeah, that's my spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was open. So, but yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, yeah, we just knew it was going to be a special season, man, when we started like that. But we knew it from training camp, the way we gelled together. I mean, so fast. It was, it was just like mid-season form. So the way the season shakes out, you end up as the two seed. If you go down the West, it's Seattle at one, you at two, Phoenix at three, San Antonio at four, Utah at five, Golden State at six. All those teams won 50 or more games. Bloodbath in the West. What do you remember from just those Western Conference battles, and who was the one team that uh, you you viewed as the biggest threat in the West? Seattle. They the ones, the only team we couldn't beat. That's why we. That's why they were going to the. They were going to the um, to the finals because we were we we couldn't beat Seattle. They matched up so well with us. I mean, I mean, it was like a. It was like a big brother match. I mean, big brother, little brother match. I mean, they matched up so well with us, man. Those guys, man. And we just couldn't beat them. I mean, we'll get, I mean, we'd be winning the game the whole game. Just couldn't finish them off, man. We just couldn't beat them, man. We always go to game seven. Just couldn't beat them. And they always have home court advantage. But it was got, it was, it was crazy that year because in the playoff, if you remember, um, Goddamn Denver knocked him off in the first, first round. round. Well, I was celebrating like a motherfucker. I was like, yes, <laughs> this motherfucker's gone now. I'm, man, we got, we got I, that's when I knew. When I seen Denver beat them, I knew we were going to the finals that year. And I had, I said, it, I, I can remember what I was thinking. And I, I, I damn, I'm telling. And, I, I, and that's what I was thinking when I saw that shit happen. When Matumbo laid on the ground with that motherfucking ball. And did I was like, God damn, we going to the finals. That's what I had said. So yeah. How was yeah, uh that was, um, that was a blessing for us. How was competing against GP? I mean, where does he rank in the in the upper echelon of of shit talkers? I know you you talked a lot of smack yeah, back in your day. Yeah. Where where does GP rank? Garrett talks some shit, you know. Garrett is a little shit talker, you know. Garrett was a shit talker, you know. Um shit. <laughs> 
Oh man, Jerry, he's a shit talker, man. I, I, yeah, Gary's a shit talker. I ain't gonna say too much more about it, but he, nah. he, 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 but yeah, he's a, he was a shit talker. He's, Shout GP. Yeah, the old GP. Yeah, GP. Yeah, old GP. He's, he's funny though. He's funny guy. Yeah. Then going into the playoffs, two seed, take care of business in Portland in round one. You have a great series. Then, then you have Phoenix. Defending Western Conference champs. They got Charles Barkley. You guys go down 2-0, drop the first two games at home. Historically, when that happens, you drop the first two games of a series at home. You're screwed, Season's right? Over. Season's over. So how do you sort of stay positive? I know you have that legendary game in game three, dropping 34. But what's that locker room? What's that plane trip like you're going on the road now down 2-0. Just oh, take man. us into the into the locker room, inside the huddles. Who's saying yeah. what? How do you stay positive there? You know, it's all me. It was all me. I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the plane. You know, they was calling us Choke City before we left out of Houston. You know, we we, we saw the, the headline for the paper was going to be next. The, the, the next day, they had already let us know they was calling us Choke City. Jeez. So... And so, and um, so I was like, damn, they called us Choke City. And we heading out here to Phoenix. We got our ass beat. We had two 18, 20 point. We had an 18 point lead and we had a 20 point lead in both of those games at home. And we lost both of them damn games. I mean, it was crazy. And then, and so, and then we was flying out there and everybody was in, you know, just like, it was like a damn funeral. But shit, not with me. I'm, I'm on that motherfucker. I'm, I'm doing what I always do. Give me a damn beer, uh, baby girl. Let me get something <laughs> to drink on this motherfucker. You know, and he said, hey, everybody, you know, I think I remember hearing somebody say, man, I got damn getting ready for my damn vacation spot. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. But shit, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking like that. I was being myself, my normal self. And really wasn't, a lot of people wasn't saying nothing. We was, a lot of, you know, they were down. A lot of the guys were down, you know, but. I said, shit, I'm going to go out there. Like I told everybody, you know what I mean? The team, you know, shit, I'm going to go out. I'm going down shooting, you know what I mean? Fuck it, you know what I mean? We ain't got nothing to lose. But the first half, I was, shit, I don't think I had number like two points or something. The first half, I was shooting a lot of blanks out there. And then the second half, I just kept saying, I'm, I said I was going to go down shooting. And I seen one go in. And then that's what started. I think I had like 31, uh, 30. 32 in the damn second half and and lit their ass up. We won that game, turned the series around. Then I said, after that game, I told Dream, all right, now Dream, now shit, here we go, game four. We got to win one more, goddamn, now I'm, I'm going to pass you the key back, huh? Here you go, now we need you, now. Go on, on, take back over this damn series. And then Dream went to work out there. It was over. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. And that's how we won, we won that series in there. Uh, I don't know who we played in that series. Who we played? Uh, I wonder who. <laughs> yeah, Utah. Hey, you, who Brent, we played? Utah, Utah you, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I know it's all over and you've talked about it a lot, so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I get the sense that you enjoy talking about your, 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 your times at Utah when you came out on top. Can you just paint the picture for – where your feelings towards Utah come from? <laughs> well, see these motherfuckers out there. But first of all, 
I mean, that's just weird out there, first of all. I mean, I mean, motherfuckers getting married, shit, different why, all fucking three, four, five wives. Who does that shit? I mean, god damn. I mean, I like what I like that shit now. God damn, I ain't knocking it, but god damn, who does that? Okay, and then secondly, um, um, they're just rednecks out there. They they racist, man. They racist. They some racist motherfuckers. I mean, just I mean, we could just go back. I mean, I ain't just saying this shit because they did me like that. They treated me like shit. Talk, call me nigger. Call me all that by my name. Talk about my people. They don't even know. And I was fine. I mean, you know, and and but I'm just saying I mean, we can go back just like recent, like the job Every, rent. Everyone says it. I mean, come on, man. Who does? I mean, come on, man. They they, they call that man mama a B and a daddy F you, nigga. You know, man, come on, man. I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, that that, that, that tells you right there, man, how classless they are, man. I mean, that's why I'm going to stay on their dog ass. And another damn thing I found out today, too. And, 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 and fuck them because. They ain't really give my man Sam Cassell a fair shot over there with them with that damn fake ass wanna bring in a minority motherfucker just to say I interviewed a black guy. And man, fuck Utah, man. I mean, for real, man. Fall off the earth, motherfucker. That's what you yeah. do. Yeah, you see who they hire? Some one of one of angels. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right here? This shit is weird, man. These motherfuckers, man. I'm I'm tired of these motherfuckers, man. It's just it's just getting bad, man. I mean, and then not alone. I mean, shit. Just I mean, they act like there's no coaches around this motherfucker. I mean, it's I mean, there's so many other good coaches on these benches, man. I mean, just like this bullshit Michael Jordan just hired over here, man. Yeah, this shit is crazy, crazy, man. Hey, Cassell, Cassell needs a shot. I mean, he everywhere yeah, he man. went, everywhere he Come went, on. he he won, and he was a point guard. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The motherfucking coach, man. I just think, man, he need to break away from Doc Bell or something. I don't know. Man. I don't know if Doc holding him back or won't, you know, go on and pass the torch and be like, okay, you know, just just come out and really say to these motherfuckers, Doc. That's all I'm saying. Hey, okay, my man, my young protege, been with me for 13, 15 years. He ready to be a head coach. He's ready now. It might take for somebody to hear you say that, that he's ready. He's groomed. He's ready. He's been over here behind me long enough. But shit, I don't know if nobody wants that, you know, but still he's been groomed and he's, he, he's, he understands how to be a head coach. He knows how to run a team. You know, he knows, he knows what to be expected out of being that guy, that, 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 that run these guys and, and, and I know he he he's not gonna let nobody take over his locker room. I know this motherfucker. You know what I mean? I I I mean so I'm just saying, man. I ain't just I mean for Sam, yeah, that's my dog, man. I love him to death, like my little bruh. And I, I'm just I just think it's his time. But I mean it's a lot of other guys' time too. I'm not just saying just for him. You know, some other guys too. I'm glad for D Ham. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that move. You know what I mean? That's a great move. New young blood energy. You know, you got to get some these you stop with this um what I refurbishing these old ass coaches. 
just it's a it's a revol- it's it's a revolving door it's is what they door. say. Yeah, I'm just it's just it's, it's, it's just dead. Just try something new. Get one of these young, energetic ass, young ass guys that these guys can relate to, that they will like love to that play for. You know, I, you know, this guy's a love to play for a guy that played in the league that they know and they can identify with. Man, you know, a guy I love to play for a guy like that, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, you yeah, have a great know. relationship with those guys, man. I don't understand why these people are scared to try these other these guys that done played in the league, done won in the league, done won championship, and and then then been over here behind a good coach for fifteen years. He deserves a chance, man. I hope I hope Cassell does, and I, I agree with you. Yeah. You can look at the the teams that had success this right. year. I mean, look at look at the Celtics, new coach, right. yeah. yeah, 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 new blood. I mean, new energy. I mean, I mean, God, man, you got to try these guys, man. You got to give them a shot, man. I mean, just give them a shot. Just like it's just like you getting it's like everybody keep bringing that Tony up all the fucking time. This shit is crazy, and man, he ain't, ain't teaching defense. This shit he doing it, this shit don't work no more. This shit's yeah. by him. You gotta get, I mean, why I don't understand this shit. And that's why I'm just fucked up behind this shit. I just don't understand. No, no, hey, hey, he deserved it. I hope Sam Cassell gets his shot. He's one of my favorite players. I think you look at his resume, he won everywhere he was. Yeah. He was the point guard, yeah. he was the leader of the team. Right. I think he'll get it. I hope so. I don't know what MJ is doing in Charlotte with Steve Clifford and oh, a 90 yeah. year old man who has yeah. never coached a good come team on. in his life. Come yeah, come on, come, come on, on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Come, come on, on, Mike. A hey, so old man. I, I know it's crazy. This shit is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Real quick, going back. So you you come out on top on Utah. That's got to feel good. You go to the finals. You got the Knicks defensive series. You got Pat Ewing, John Starks, Anthony Mason. New York's got some big boys. Series goes seven. It's back and forth. Uh, you hit the sort of deciding shot in game seven, sort of put the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you remember from that series? What memories other than holding up that trophy? What what sticks with you? I just know that shit was tough ass series. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like um, two teams identical to each other. You know, one was on the West, one was on the East. The West, they feel like we played fast. And mm-hmm. on the East, they, I feel like they felt like they were more bruisers. Want to beat you up and, and play half court. And we want to run on the West. That's what they said about us. But I mean, yeah, when you when in the NBA in the finals, you got to adjust to either or, and and that's what it became. You know, in the playoffs, it, it's not a up and down; it's like a more of a half court setting, and um, and that's what it was. And then we were just beating on each other, man. Um, I mean, uh, we won game one. Um, uh, they came back and won game two. Back back and forth, uh, like back and yeah, forth the whole series. Going back and forth, man. It's, it was weird. And then we went up there and won game three. And then they came back and won four and five. And then we was we was cool though with that because we already knew we had did. You know, we went back and got home court advantage back. That's what we had felt, but we really didn't in our mind we did when we went back and got one of those wins out of those three because we knew it was gonna be tough to get a win up there. You know, going in the garden and it, and these motherfuckers ain't won a damn championship in the sense. Um, forever 70, 73. I don't know, good God, man. So, 
you know, they, they, they was, oh man. And then, but and then Houston, shit, we had never won a championship ever and nothing and no sport ever. And so we won it that year. So we were trying to get one too. So it was a, I mean, it was back and forth and all that shit, but, um, um, we know we, we, we did, we wanted to get it back in Houston and it did get back to Houston and we knew we had to win just two games and we knew we could do that. And, but we knew it was going to be tough because that was a tough damn New York Knicks team boy. I mean, we, we were so similar to each other. I mean, you can go down the line, Derek Harper, Kenny Smith, Vernon Maxwell, John Scott, just like identical players. Uh, Robert Ory, Charles Smith. And I mean, uh, 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 Charles Oakley, oldest story. I, I, everything is identical. And Lodge Juan and, and, and my man, Big Pat. I mean, so it was so, it was, it was, it was I mean, I, I did. And, and you had the coaches with the slick back hair. Riley, that's right. Riley. I ain't had the damn boys over there. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. That's right. I ain't never thought about that. Yeah, we had the damn coaches over there with the slick back hair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it was a great series, man. I'd never forget that series, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we won it, though. I mean, uh, so, but um, uh, it was a good, just a great series. And I was just happy to give the city of Houston the first championship ever, man. And, and, and shit, yeah. you know, and then baseball done won two since then. So. Nah, That's there's good, a day. Hey, hey, I'm a Yankees fan. There is a there. I'm a Yankees fan. There's there's one. There's one. They got one. They got Astros by one. When they were beating on the damn Dodgers can. Yeah, don't get me started. I'm a Yankees fan too. I'm Yankees, but I gotta get. Hey, they gave them the. They gave them the trophies. They got the trophies. They got two trophies. How do they, they not? Them. I I know I know we're going off topic, but like, no, it's okay. So 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 so, so so they so they just cheat and it's cool. Like they you know they fire the manager and it's cool. No suspensions for the players. Nothing. And then, no so fun. okay. So well, who was supposed to get it then? If they didn't get it, because they because they said they cheated. Well, we the know Yankees. they cheated. They they beat the Yankees in the ALCS. They so. They beat the Yankees in the ALCS. So the Yankees would have went to the World Series against who? Who'd they, who'd they play? Was it like? Who, 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 who the Astros beat that year? I forget. In 17? It, uh, it, was it wasn't the Dodgers. Let me look it up quickly. Yeah, okay. So that's the damn team should have got it, not the Yankees. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just, I, I, hey, I, I don't know. I don't Yankee. want... I don't want a dummy ring for not even playing. I'm just saying it's bullshit. They didn't. They, they, yeah, they, they shouldn't. Have, yo, I agree. I agree. They shouldn't have got the ring. Hey, next time, next time you're in New York, we got to hit a game. Man, let's. Oh, you heard that, Cam? Next time I'm in New York, we got to hit a game. We're gonna Have do to. it too, man. I want to do it, man. I love to, man. We're gonna come. We're gonna come. This. We're gonna come. This. We're going. Yeah, we're going. We're going. We're going. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, all right. we're going to go. All right. Hey, let's uh, let's pick it up after. Coming back real quick, wrapping uh, it up. You guys win game seven in Houston, put an end to Choke City. It's Clutch City, the first championship, I believe you said, in, in Houston sports history. Obviously, huge emotions. Uh, next year, it doesn't work out. They, they bring in Clyde Drexler. Um, 
sort of just reflecting back on, on your end to Houston, which, which ended in 94, 95, what thoughts did you have then? And was it, would there be any way today that you would have approached it differently? Your, your end in Houston? Yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up. I said, my last feeling sorry for my damn self, feeling sorry, you know, and I shouldn't have did it. I mean, I mean, I, I was getting ready to get paid, man. You know, I mean, a, a nice damn big, nice contract, like that damn $25 million deal. That was big back then. You know, I was getting ready to get paid, man. And all I had to do was sit my ass over there and behind Clyde. You know what I mean? The man didn't play me one game in the, in, in the first game of the damn Utah series. And he put me in at the end of the game to try to make the last second shot, and I missed. I got them lost. I was, you know, because I, I, he never did me like that. And then... And then they didn't tell me that they would bring Clyde in. And they never did communicate with me when I was suspended for those 10 games. And I was just like, well, damn, that's unusual. You know, because I was talking to other guys that had been suspended before. And it was like, nah, team, I'm going to stay in tune with you. Stay, figure out, we'll talk to you, make sure you're working out. Send somebody to work you out at your gym. You know, and but they didn't do none of that stuff. So I was like, what the hell's going on? That, but then I found out they were playing in Clyde. They didn't even ask me to say nothing to me. They just did what the hell they want, you know, and all the shit after all the shit I had done, I felt like I was like, that was some bullshit. And, you know, and, uh, but like I keep telling, I keep saying to all these kids and I keep saying to myself, and I learned that right there and there, then and there that the shit is not about the name on the back, it's about the name on the front of the fucking jersey. And these kids better get, they better recognize that and know that. You know what I mean? It's, it's bigger than me, you know? So, and they did what they felt like they had to do was best for the organization. They bought in Clyde and I got upset. And I went off and after the game one, I left before game two and that was the end of the relationship. And yeah. And that was the end of the Houston father, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But I mean, when, when you think about it, like, you know, they win in 95, but you probably got out at the right time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of shit happened after that. A yeah, lot of shit happened. Everything moving and Dream was moved. Everybody was, I mean, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty yeah, and Barkley. Yeah, everybody came. There's a lot of weird shit going on. And I was like, yeah, Barkley came in, Scotty came in. Yeah, it was, it was totally, it was different. It was getting a lot of uh, damaged goods back then. Mm-hmm. Well, like I told you sort of off camera but before, I, I think that this yeah. is definitely a, a season that deserves the spotlight. I think the, yeah, the, cliche, the, the cliche thing, the, the, the casual fan thing to say now is, well, Mike wasn't there doesn't really count but right, right, right. man i don't know kenny Ke- hey kenny smith on all the smoke said no question y'all would have beaten jordan's yeah, ass I, even I with them y'all gotta look at the dude the numbers don't lie man and the, man, we, beat, we was beating the fuck out of them boys man we were beating them good i mean i mean i mean what it was nine to two over like that that what four five years yeah, we was beating the shit out of them boys that would have been uh, that would have been fun though. I mean, Hakeem, oh, Hakeem man, versus I Mike. Have, man. I would have loved to been. I would have loved to been in seven game series. I mean, in a, in a seven uh, game playoffs game uh, series with guess Mike, where I had to go out there and check his ass for seven. Oh man, I would love. I think I think I think he might have tried to kill you. 
I'll try to kill his ass. I know I would. I know he would try to kill me, that motherfucker. He wanted to show me up. Why I don't, because I used to talk shit to this motherfucker. I used to do all the shit nobody else wouldn't do this motherfucker. But I'm trying to get, hey, Mike, hey, hey, Mike, stop with all that bullshit too, Mike. Hey, I'm trying to get in touch with you, Mike. I'm trying to get with Jump Man, baby. I want to be with Jump Man now. I'm, let's squash all that shit. You know, I love you, Mike. Hey, I want to get with Jump Man. I want all that goddamn gift, Steven Jackson, them be wearing all that pretty shit. Get me with Jumpman, Mike. Hey. Love you, Mike. Hey, if it happens from that, I need a, I need a few sweatsuits, a few pair of shoes. I'm going to hook you up. I got you. I got you, Doc. I got you. That's all a right. done deal. All right, done deal, That's good deal. deal. Mad Max, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for your right. time, man. I, I really uh, appreciate it. No, I appreciate it for having me, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Yes, sir. That is a wrap. Forgotten Seasons with Vernon Maxwell on the 94 Rockets. I will catch you next week with a fresh episode. This is your host, Dylan Dreyfus, signing off. Peace.